Well, all right, all right, all right. This is the Driving Five podcast. My name is Dan Taylor, and you are listening to European Tech News this week. Something like that, yeah? Now it goes. Well, all right, all right, all right. You have found it. This is the Tech You podcast. I am Dan Taylor, and these are the drawers you're looking for. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, that's the word I never get. Is it doors? Droids. Have you never Droids. seen Star Wars? I'm sorry, sorry. I, I think my work here is done. And now it's time for the Tech EU Drive at Five with Robin Vouters and Dan Taylor. Let's do this. Well, all right, all right, all right. This is the Tech EU Drive at Five. I am your host, Dan Taylor, and we are the Droids. Your look. Kin for well, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. I was told that my intro is getting a bit mundane, so I thought I would uh, jazz it up today. It's a it's a jazzy kind of Friday. It's four twenty one, which means yesterday was four twenty, which will be a day that lives in infamy. Uh, the Pope is no longer the Pope, but LeBron is uh, verified apparently. So uh, apparently the the Beatles were bigger than Jesus and LeBron is bigger than the Pope. That's all the news I've got this week, folks. What do you think? It's it's it was a hard pill to swallow when I woke up this morning and Wait, noticed I'd lost phone? my blue. Yeah, oh, I didn't know you had, had one. It. Someone said on Twitter like I lost my blue tick, but it doesn't define me. I feel the exact opposite. That was my whole. <laughs> that was my whole life. Was, my my raison d'être. <laughs> Hey, you know what I tried? I tried to put like an emoji tick in my name. Twitter no longer allows that. So you uh, can't even pretend to have a tick. Yeah. Oh, that's why I have a glass of whiskey next to my name. Oh, uh, I wonder what I'll do. I have a, a huggy. I have a dynamite stick. Well, in news of custom <laughs> emojis for all Twitter users, Robin, you are looking a little scraggly there, buddy. I mean, when's the last time you got your hair cut? Oh, way too long ago. And now I have an appointment in two weeks from now, and I feel like it's too long to do one in between, and it's too short. Anyway, but I did want to talk about haircuts. There's a segue. I did want to talk about haircuts. We're talking about valuation haircuts, Uh, some really high-profile ones, too. Uh, We've got turkey-based quick grocery delivery startup, GetTier, which we all know and love at this point. They've raised around $500 million, uh, according to a report from Insider. Uh, We all know this company, they acquired Gorillas uh, over in Berlin in a $1.2 billion deal back in December. Uh, And now it turns out that they're raising more funds. Uh, Mubadala, uh, the Emirati Wealth Fund, uh, they're investing $300 million in the round. Uh, But according to Insider, the valuation has been cut quite significantly. Um, So the investment round, the new one, is giving uh, get their valuation of $6.5 billion. But about a year ago, uh, they were worth close to $12 billion. So that's mm. almost half half of the valuation just uh, went up in flames. Mm. Uh, the juicy detail here is that Getir was reportedly looking to raise a billion instead of $500 million. So they couldn't even raise the amount of funding at the significantly haircutted valuation. Haircutted. the word? Yeah, sure. It is, it is today. It, was there any word, Robert, like wh- Why? Expand, fend off the competition, stay alive, keep paying their suppliers and staff. Yeah. Okay, they'll make it. By the way, I think they're they're really onto something. I think. Yeah, you said that a... about I am as well. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. But it's a, it's sort of becoming more a winner takes all market. Mm. Uh, they'll probably be like two or three big companies, and everyone else would just disappear. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. 
right. But they're not the only ones. Uh, we also have uh, our um, Berlin-based fintech scale-up N26, um, Allianz, uh, you know, this big insurance company. Uh, they've put up their stake of about 5 plus percent in N26 up for sale. Uh, for those who are interested, the FT actually ran an interesting expose uh, because I say struggling, uh, but uh, I didn't say why. Mm. Uh, so if you want to read it uh, in the FT, there's a, a really interesting article on the difficult situation that N26 is currently facing, uh, not only because of the funding crunch and the macroeconomic uh, factors, uh, but also because of things like you know tech and product issues, a merger deal with Box earlier this year that, that was completely botched, apparently uh, failed Oops. attempts at expanding to countries like the UK and the US, uh, many more things. Yeah. So they're not in a really good spot. Well, thanks for checking in with uh, good news as always, Robin. Fiona, uh, you did some interesting reporting this week. What's shaking? What what uh, caught your attention? The Slovakian social media analytics startup Culture Pulse AI um, it raised just shy of one million in a seed round um, this week. So uh, these guys are really interesting because they're kind of testing your messaging to your clients or whoever, and let you know what the outcome is going to be. Um, it creates a psychologically accurate digital twin of the audience and it measures messages against the beliefs and values of the intended audience. Quantifying anger, anxiety, personality, morality, friends, um, like inclusivity, racism, and there's like over 80 cultural categories. Um, they are going to bring this to a SAS model because it was a research project. And what I thought was interesting about this was it was used in a project called the Forgiveness Project, um, which was done with the Wolf Institute. The research used highly advanced multi-agent artificial intelligence to simulate and analyze social conditions in Northern Ireland by distilling over 58 million articles from the largest database of human society ever created into 80 aspects of culture, psychology and morality underpinning the uh, Northern Irish conflict, which, as everyone knows, that must have been a very challenging project. This is a company that is going to uh, basically perfect spam. Are they trying to de-spam the spam? Is that, is that what's going on? Yes. So basically, if you're having a conversation <laughs> with them, yeah, they're just going to tell you exactly what they think you want to hear. Wow. So I'm never going to interview them. They literally would, though, wouldn't they? Now, I, I like the idea that they've done this for this research project, but at the same time, what does worry me with companies like this is like when it comes to marketing... Um, exactly. And pushing products, like where does it stop? Do you mm -hmm. know, and we have this thing with um, like gambling addiction, and then if if you're shopping online, shopping addiction, and these guys are not these guys in particular, but the companies that are using this tech will be able to better push those products at you, and then everyone buys more stuff. And yeah, where does it stop? Where's the regulation of it? I mean, that whole Cambridge Analytica thing turned out pretty all right. So, yeah. you know, this, 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 seems, this seems legit to me. All right, cool. Well, uh, Kate's not here, but so you, you are going to be our, uh, our, uh, our Berliner by proxy. What, what, uh, what's the deal with Rebel Tech? What oh, are they yeah. doing? 
And um, definitely shouting these out today because tomorrow is Earth Day and um, Rebel Tech are a climb tech startup. They're uh, based in Berlin and they've just opened a store there. Um, they've developed a laser that will remove the screen from your mobile phone. So if you smash your screen and you need to get it replaced, then they have a laser that removes it. And they say that they can do it for a fraction of the cost of other products on the market, like other machines or whatever on the market. Um, I think it's 39 euros. Like, I've smashed my phone screen a few times in horse riding accidents. The screen and, is um, 39 euros or the laser no, is 39 I, euros? They say that they do it for 39 ah, euros. okay. Yeah. yeah, you ain't getting your hands on that laser. Okay, give me a laser. We should get a bunch trying, of lasers. <laughs> what they are trying to do is develop um, te- uh, deep tech solutions to make the device repair and refurbishing industry even cleaner and cheaper because they say that uh, they say that the methods that are used at the moment are while you're refurbishing the pot, um, they could be cleaner, you know. Um, Mm. So, yeah, I thought they were really interesting as well. Well, awesome. I think that has some pretty uh, interesting implications for companies like, uh, help me out here, Robin, Grover, Back Market, those guys all do the kind of refurbishing reselling stuff i know i know there's a company there's a, there's one in poland as well that i wrote about a long time ago a long well a while back but they're doing the, the same type of yeah. thing of uh upcycling recycling refurbishing and, and putting tech back in the hands of folks which uh yes in the spirit of earth day and in the spirit of being uh well generally i try to be a good human being uh i'm all for let's talk about some angry birds Yay. Who are probably not so angry these days they might be happy birds mm-hmm. rovio sure. Well, yeah, well, right. Well, that might be. They might be happy birds. Rovio uh, was bought this week for, what do we got, uh, 706 million euros. Basically, at the beginning of this year, rumors started circulating that Rovio, the Finnish games developer, probably best known for its Angry Birds title, was looking for a buyer. Uh, and in February, they confirmed the fact that they were in talks with Israel's Platika. But uh, before Rovio confirmed that they were in talks with Platika, uh, Platika had already submitted a revised offer. Platika was trying to lowball Rovio, and Rovio wasn't having any of it. Uh, in an earnings call, Platika CFO and President Craig Abrahams, uh, he said on the call that the uh, company would no longer be launching any new titles until the ROI became, quote, economically viable again ah correct me if i'm wrong here folks but that that doesn't sound like a company that's in a strong financial position no right there's the least you could say that's the least you could say yeah exactly so with platika's second offer on the table rovio said you know what we're we're not going to get cornered at this party we we want to mingle a little bit and see what else is is out there on the market uh and they cited other parties that might have been interested. This week, we learned that uh, one of those other parties turned out to be Sega Sammy Holdings, probably better known simply as Sega, and they snapped up Rovio for 706 million euros. Uh, and the way I'm reading it is this acquisition is basically a hard and fast play for Sega to score a win in the mobile gaming market, which is uh, something, you know, I mean, Yes, they've they've got Sonic the Hedgehog, which has you know been ported to every single platform that you can imagine. But uh, Sonic, when's the last time you played Sonic the Hedgehog, Robin? 
I just watched uh, the second movie, the sequel, last week. I love kids. those films. They're brilliant, the movies aren't are they? Good. Jim Carrey is so good in them. And now back to gaming. So, uh, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog came out, uh, I believe, if I, if I remember correctly, the early 90s. And uh, to be honest, I can't think of a single runaway hit that Sega has had since then. So I'm, I'm guessing the Rovio acquisition is to sort of up the game. Maybe they can replicate the Angry Birds success. But even, even the Angry Birds are kind of... Yeah, they, yeah, you say that, but it's a big yeah. brand. It's well known. I know, known. I know, I know. It is. You no, know, it gives Rovio resources to develop more franchises and more games. So yeah, it does. You know, you never know. It does. It does. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. That's true. Did you have a Sega in the '90s? Absolutely. The Genesis, man. That was where it was at. Yeah, I had the Street Game Fighter. Master System, the GMS. Ooh, absolutely loved it. Wow, Fiona, gaming, I gaming. Bar- I wasn't born then. No. Oh, moving on (laughs) moving on let's talk about kate because kate's not here but i don't mean our kate i mean kate a uh uh, a new i i I, i'm i'm hesitant to call them car maker electric vehicle maker uh wrote about them a couple months ago they bought uh another french automaker who uh was working on a design of the mini moke which is the cousin to the iconic mini they'd converted it to an ev uh, and then Kate came along and bought them and basically bought their infrastructure. But, you know, what what they're doing, and, and I think this is pretty cool. I mean, I don't think anybody is going to disagree that the boom of electric vehicles has really caused a, a, a renaissance in the auto industry, something that's been a bit stale for, for a while. I mean, we've got uh, Lightyear, Sono, Lucid. Uh, I wish Kate was here because I know she could talk about Lightyear. But, you know, a lot of these new companies, they're focusing on longer range transportation, which is, you know, something why we've seen this whole, ah, you know, what if I run out of charge and is there a charging station on the way? Um, But what Kate is working on is is the, let's say, suburbanites. I mean, they're not the urban and they're not the rural, but they're talking about the suburbanites. And, you know, these are people who just want to drop the kids off at school, swing by the grocery store and do a bit of, you know, running around day to day. Um, and they're not commuting to and fro in office for a couple hours every day. Does that does that sound familiar to anyone that, here? That's me, that's Robin. Me. I only use my car to drop off the kids and go to the grocery store. Well, t- I'll tell you what, Kate's got a car for you. I so like I sat down. I, I I'll tell you. So I sat down with uh, Kate co-founder and CEO Matthias Goldenberg this week, uh, and we did a, a little mini podcast. If you hadn't had a chance to listen to that, go on over to TechEU and and have a listen. While they're doing a bunch of interesting things, one thing that Matthias uh, was stressing was that, you know, like the average new electric car is going to run you anywhere between 40 and 50,000 euros, which, you know, it's kind of out of out of out of range for a lot of folks. Well, what Kate wants to do is they're assembling a small, very efficient electric vehicle that, according to Matthias, is going to be offered at a starting price of drum roll, please. 15,000 euros. Wow. So, yeah, that, that, that was my reaction as well. Uh, to put that into perspective, right, now adjusted for inflation, today's inflation, uh, one of the most iconic people carriers of all time, the VW Beetle. In today's money, that would cost roughly 14,664 euros, and it would weigh... 200 kilograms more than Kate's K1, which is clocking in at 450 kilograms. 
Uh, and the Beetle, uh, much like Robin's car, is going to be powered by dead dinosaurs that have to be extracted from the ground and push out a lot of CO2 emissions while in use. So I've got a soft spot in my heart for Kate and the car company. Uh, I think what they're doing is is pretty cool. I can't wait to uh, to see the unveiling. And I'm just going to put my bid in right now to uh, expense a couple train tickets to go to Paris to see the unveiling. Uh, because Matthias has actually told me that if I show up, we can actually go for a race in a couple of these cars. Nice. So nice. That, 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 that's my thing with Kate. Let's let's do some EV racing. Nice, uh, Robin. I know you've got one more thing. I've got two more things. Two more things. I'll keep it brief for both of them. Uh, we've got a long read. Our dear freelance fintech journalist, John Reynolds, uh, did a long read on Europe's neobanks that was very well received by our audience. Thank you, audience. Uh, and he's back with a comprehensive look at the European BNPL, also known as buy now, pay later uh, industry. Uh, he highlighted the players worth knowing in Europe, their positioning, uh, the rise of the B2B uh, BNPL space, the regulation in this industry, and much more. So well worth the read. And we'll link it in the show notes, of course. Yep. Uh, speaking of regulation, uh, also a tiny bit of news this week from the European Parliament, where I was actually at this morning. Um, they, this week, uh, approved a package of rules aimed at regulating the cryptocurrency industry. Yay! <laughs> in uh, what is described as a world first. The new legislation seeks to, and I quote, reduce risks for consumers buying crypto assets, unquote. And it will mean that providers can become liable if they lose investors' crypto assets. So that's good news for Whoa. people like me. Wow. Money on crypto. Okay. That's anyway, interesting. Anyway, yeah. it is. The rules will impose a number of requirements on crypto platforms, uh, but also token issuers and traders around things like, wonderful things like transparency, disclosure, authorization, and supervision of transactions. So Did these laws apply to the Cayman Islands and Bermuda as well, or? EU only, my dear, <laughs> EU only. Mass exodus. And the new crypto rules will start applying from next year. Uh, for those who want to read up on the fresh legislation, do a search for Mika. That's M-I-C-A, not to be confused with the Lebanese singer <laughs> Mika with a K. <laughs> Uh, who has been known to make music that I wish would be banned by the European Oh, Union stop. Outside. I love wow. him. I don't, who's oh, Mika? We've got a fan here. I don't even know who that oh, is. Oh, yeah. Yes, no, you do. You'll recognize some songs if I play them for you. <laughs> I Didn't I he play on the Eurovision last year as well? I uh, don't know. Don't want to know. Don't care. What's the Eurovision? Oh, lads. What? No, no, no. We're not going there. And on that note, that's all the time we have this week, folks. As always, my name is Dan Taylor. Yours is not. I've been joined by Fiona Alston on drums. Robin's underwater on bass. Have a great weekend, folks. That's it for us. We are out of here. I was addicted to soap, but I'm clean now. Oh, stop. That's terrible. <laughs>